Kuman, how's it going? Uh, going good, man. Uh, slightly better, getting better. Yeah, that is my f- kind of was my first question that I had planned for today. Is kind of following up on the conversation from last time, especially around kind of feeling burned out and yeah, yeah, a little bit under the weather. Maybe how's that been the last week? Uh, is definitely gotten a lot better. I feel much better. Uh, what I changed up is started uh started calculating eight hours of sleep a night again i hadn't done that in years oh then that is super important i hadn't calculated that in years but now i'm actually tracking that making sure that it's eight or close to eight so whenever have you tracked it before yeah so i used to always track it um, I stopped tracking it like two years ago mm. where I was just like, eh, I don't need it. Like I read some things that you, it's okay to just like anywhere six to eight for adults. It's, it's good. So I took that kind of close to heart and was like, if six to eight is good for adults, I'm like, what am I doing sleeping eight hours? I'm wasting time here. So I stopped doing that and was aiming anywhere from 6.30, like six and a half to seven and a half. Did that for like a year and a half. But I started doing eight again now. And I think it's, I feel it, I feel much better. Not yeah, sure I couldn't that function long. on six and a half hours. No, you can. No, never. You can, but not for a prolonged period of time. You can probably do yeah, it no. for two days or three days. Yeah, but like I know for myself that I definitely need eight hours. Yeah. Nah. No, it doesn't work with a six and a half. Uh, there's a fascinating book that I've been like three quarters through by now. Mm-hmm. It's called Why We Sleep. I can highly recommend it. It's super fascinating. It's um, insanely long for whatever reason. I think the audiobook is like 17 hours. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't expect on a book on sleep. No. And it's written by um, a scientist slash professor who I think summarized like 30 years of his prof- uh, professional career uh, researching sleep. And the first half of the book is on the more like the cognitive um, functions um, and how sleep impacts your um, ability to learn, to concentrate, these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is um, covering like the body and your physical, the physical issues that might may arise if you sleep too little. Yeah. And then, oh, I think technically there's a third part that is about, hey, uh, what do you now do with this information and make sure you actually sleep enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And I'm like through the first one and a half parts and it's been fascinating, especially the impact on sleep on your brain and what especially like too little sleep will do. That after starting reading this book, I was pretty convinced that you have to sleep eight hours before, but now it's like my golden rule is like eight hours, no less. <laughs> Don't mess with this. This is super scary. For real? Now I'm scared to even read yeah. it if it's. Yeah, I can scary. highly recommend it. It's really well written. It's super, fa- like, really interesting, fascinating um, kind of studies that he quotes. He has this very. Um, passionate argument to especially when you're 
uh, or why it's really bad to drive when you're tired. And the numbers he quotes are just insane for the US, like how many accidents happen because somebody uh, falls asleep behind the wheel. Yeah. I think it's like every 30 seconds there's an accident uh, because somebody falls asleep behind the wheel. Yeah. And then uh, while he recites all of these statistics, at the end he's like, okay, and while I did this, at least one person died uh, in one of the accidents. That's a scary thought. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> this was not that long. Um, and he... Um, I don't want to say he argues it's better to drive drunk than to drive tired. Like, you shouldn't do either or. No, of course not. But it's actually... Um, when people drive drunk, the accidents are not as bad because they're typically uh, just reacting slower. Yeah. And they typically drive at a time where nobody else is around. Mm-hmm. While people who drive when they're tired oftentimes drive like throughout the whole day when there are lots of people around. And then when you fall asleep behind the wheel, you don't react slower. You just don't react at all anymore. So the velocity of impact is way higher than... Um, like on average than in accidents with drunk people and then also more people die because of this so it was fascinating um like that is already pretty scary but then especially what it does on your brain and like your ability to memorize things and they essentially tested this with the students where um if you study for a day and then not sleep you immediately kind of lose the whole day of learning because it doesn't actually get stored in your long-term memory Hmm. and then on like the sleeping just six hours i think they did also the test that if you sleep six hours or less for a week the impact is as drastical as having not slept for a night from that week like yeah like your your performance level is it is as if you had pulled an all-nighter that's interesting i'm gonna have to read that that sounds really interesting but yeah, so that was really good. I can highly recommend it. Um, fascinating. And after that, you take sleep um, really serious suddenly. <laughs> yeah, no, I have already. I mean, I knew it was important. I know it's really important to the brain, but yeah. So I did that. So I did, I did a couple of things, actually. So I first I changed my the measurement of my sleep to be eight hours. Tra- I'm tracking that now. Second thing is I got myself a couple of it's very minor and i'm sure i will not notice the difference but um went ahead and got myself supplements uh omega-3 mainly um and then another thing as well is i've been not forcing myself to do things and i've been trying to find a lot more enjoyment in little things and trying to take it easy as much as possible so for example before I was getting out of bed, and as soon as my uh, as soon as my uh, coffee was ready, I started working more or less. Hmm. Since mm-hmm. I work from home, you know, so I, I started yeah. working. So now what I do is try to calculate the eight hours. Wake up, make sure that I wake up a little bit earlier. Get myself some breakfast. Get myself the coffee, and start chilling. Just enjoying thirty minutes of uh my own time kind of my own meditation oh nice style. so i just chill maybe watch something while i eat breakfast 
relax a little bit, check emails, check uh, articles, like tech stuff that I actually enjoy. And then I get to work. Uh, so that's that's what's been changed and I feel a gazillion times better. I don't know if one of those factors or a combination of all of them was what did it, but it definitely is doing it and I'm feeling much better. I would say if it works, then that's the main part. Exactly. It doesn't really matter kind of which thing no, did the trick as long I as... I don't care whatsoever which one did the trick as long as it does the trick. Yeah, that's exactly. for sure. But I'm feeling much better and I am ready to to just uh, slow down and work a little bit as well and uh, put in a little more of my own time. Yeah, I think that's super valuable. Um, given the hours that you were working, I think that's definitely the smart thing to do to kind of cut back a little bit, try to find some time for yourself. Exactly. And then... Hopefully, eventually, that gets a little bit boring, and then you can kind of pick up on the. Hopefully, then the inspiration will come to figure out what to do with the time, or if there's something else that you want to do. But I already figured it out. That's the good part. Oh damn! What do, what what do you want to do? <laughs> well, I don't want to commit yet, so I'm not gonna say kind of what it is. But I uh, came up with a an idea for for an app that I'm pretty excited about that I'm gonna use, and also my fans are gonna use. So kind of now I'm I'm already pretty excited about like the tech that I'm gonna be using. So I was thinking, and obviously my previous experience, it's a mobile app, obviously. So I'm thinking to, I was trying to figure out what to do the backend with. So at first I'm thinking that the fastest and quickest one, obviously, is Rails. Good old Rails. Probably. However, yeah. I don't think I'm going to enjoy myself, to be honest. So that's not an option for me. I'm, I If I'm going to, you know... Dive Have myself you considered into the node? adventure? What? No, don't. I uh, don't even get out of here. Well, I'm gonna just pretend you didn't say that. But uh, I'm gonna. Uh, so I'm just thinking of what to do it in, and I don't want to hate my life. And I, I, I mean, I want the app to go out, but also I'm not as in a hurry to get it out. So I'm okay taking my little, a uh, little bit more of time. The second option, obviously, is Rust, but I think that that will probably be way too slow, way slower than I would like it to be because I it's completely new uncharted territory for me. I don't know. Obviously, right, you're easier to pick up a language when you already know something. However, like I don't know anything. I don't don't know the syntax. Obviously, it can't yeah. be much different from what it already is, but. There's definitely these differences, there's new concepts that I know for a fact that I have to learn. And then to start diving into whatever good web framework that they have right now or whatever right now. So uh, that's a hurdle in there that I don't want to go into right now, right this very moment. So I am doing it in uh, Elixir. Yeah, that was actually my guess in a way when you started that whole thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that makes makes a lot of sense. Um, I get weekly notifications about the Elixir course that I bought and never finished. And every time I'm like, shit, you should do something with Elixir. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of like that you're um, paving the path a little bit and yeah. trying to spend more time with it. I went through so a couple of courses, so I know the syntax. I know the 
uh, the way of well, eh, kind of, kind of no. The at least I know it's a different type of thinking that I have to uh, jump into when I'm developing this, just because of the functional aspect of it. But it's something I'm familiar with. I've experimented with. I've done small, tiny pet little apps with it, practice apps with it. Uh, so I, I haven't done it. I haven't touched it in a year though. But I feel like it's going. It's somewhere in the middle, you know. Rust will be the slowest, but it's going to be enjoyable as well. Rails is going to be the quickest because I know it. But it's not going to be enjoyable for me whatsoever. There's nothing new there that I can take out of. There's no experimentation there for me. And Elixir is somewhere in the middle because I know the syntax. I know kind of what to do right off the bat. I still need to learn a ton of stuff. So it's like medium speed there um, yeah. that I that I have. So I'm going to go for that. And it's going to be... Uh, I'm pretty excited about it, actually. Extremely excited about it. Even though it's still kind of mobile technology? Because yeah. I remember that that was also well, kind of something that you were not that excited about. Yeah, that's the only part that I'm not too excited about. However, I um, what I have in my head so far, there's not much to do. Well, not, not like a ton of complicated things to do uh, on mobile rather than just the API, which these kinds of things is actually what I like about mobile mm. right now with react native is i do like that business logic i like to do all that anything that does not have to do with actual animations <laughs> and like front-end aspects i am 100 percent on the go for i love messing with all that like complexities inside the business logic yeah. inside of it so that's gonna come next what i want i just want to check the elixir part set up uh, my database check you know uh get all those get the api ready i know that they i know i know phoenix has a, an amazing integration with graphql so that's actually is going to be the first time i'm messing with graphql um i've experimented with it on the back end but i've never experimented with it on react native there's i haven't touched any app that actually mm. utilizes an api with uh graphql so it's going to be the first time and i'm uh, cool excited about all of this that's keeping me going man it's keeping me going yeah, it's nice. Oh, exactly. But once good, once I start, uh, once I actually start having something, then I'll I'll uh, let you know what it is, and and I, uh, then for the progression of that, I can be held accountable. But right now, as long as I haven't even started on it, I'm not even going to mention it because there is no, highly unlikely that I won't be able to start within this month or next month or probably even next next month. But we'll see. Yeah, exactly. So. I think for now the goal is still to kind of chill a little bit, recover from all the work, and then figure out kind of the next next steps when you notice that, hey, now I feel ready for it and maybe life is getting a little boring to then pick up. Um, yeah, on a side project or on spending more time on coding, so to speak. Exactly. So, yeah. But it's been going a lot better, man. How are you? How is it going? Um, yeah, it was, it's still crazy how quick a week goes by. Um, that's really and both like it, it's both a benefit and a kind of disadvantage. So it's still pretty cool to see how quickly um, 
things are moving, how quickly I am picking up kind of new skills or um, kind of learning the ins and outs of the job. Uh, on the other hand, it's a pretty scary because, yeah, um, four weeks have gone by in the blink of an eye. Um, and I still need to figure out a few uh, things about my routine to make sure that I eat healthy, exercise enough, have enough sleep uh, while we touch on the topic. Yeah. And that's still a little bit of a challenge. Uh, and then, yeah, what definitely also something that we still need to figure out a little bit is that it does suck a little bit to not or to only be home for like four nights per week. That doesn't actually leave that much time to spend with the girlfriend. Mm. Um, Are you missing that a little bit? Yeah, it's it does suck a little bit to kind of know Sunday evening that you'll be gone tomorrow again for like four days. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it has improved the quality of things that we do on the weekends because we just don't have that much time. So we want to make it count a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it also has yeah, advantages in a way. Yeah. Uh, but we still need to figure out kind of a good routine around this uh, where we kind of, yeah, spend enough time together, so to speak. And... We, or that's more for me, I also need to figure out kind of a little bit better like hobbies that I want to do. Um, mm. Because that's also something that I noticed that that little bit of time that I now have, especially at home, I don't want to sit in front of like the PC all day and then, yeah, play video games that lead nowhere because uh, I'm, I'm too casual of a gamer to really enjoy just playing video games. What do you mean? What does that even mean? So I noticed that, so I played a few on the on the weekend, um, but then it's like, I start a game, I try something out, I'm like, yeah, okay, that was fun, but I don't really want to dive deeper into the game to learn the mechanics and actually become good at it. Mm -hmm. But I also don't necessarily enjoy it that much to just dabble with it a little bit. Like it feels like I'm somewhere between, I care too much about success to just be okay with playing on like an average difficulty. But I also don't want to spend the time to actually get good. Like, oh. And so it's a little bit frustrating to play and then know that you just, you're just you just winning because you set the difficulty to like low. Yeah. Um, but I also noticed that I don't want to figure out for some of these games that I like or the, these types of games that I like, um, how the actual like, game mechanics work and what I would need to figure out to actually become really good at a game. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking more of other things to do for example um photography is one thing that just naturally comes up because i already own a lot of equipment it was something that i really liked doing a few years ago and kind of yeah just haven't done it in a while um there's some kind of like travel plans to uh think about but nothing really there's nothing that has really kind of stuck yet where i'm like hey can't wait to get home and do this on the weekend yeah yeah but uh, I, I feel like that's probably going to be the best for your mind to be honest i mean if i like photography i would most certainly jump into that because you have well not always right but well actually in europe you will have the ability to go into like nature and actually be able to you know i don't know yeah i don't know if uh if you know what i mean you know like actually be in nature and 
in a way yes just take but then... pictures of good sceneries and actually appreciate other things in life rather than um, what you're used to so you're touching on like a very complicated complex issue that has like many different layers mm-hmm. i've talked i like i've thought a lot about um or let me rephrase this since i'm sitting in an office the whole week and so that I don't want to spend the whole weekend then on the PC as well. I was like, hey, I need to do more stuff outdoors. So girlfriend and I have discussed kind of a lot of different ideas, especially looking towards more like next year, spring, when the sun's out again, what to do outdoors. Mm-hmm. And we've both never really camped. Like my family doesn't go camping. Her family doesn't go camping. Yes. I love camping, man. I adore so, camping. One of the ideas was to say, hey, maybe this is something that would be fun to try. And it's super easy to combine, for example, with photography, because then we could actually go somewhere Absolutely. where it's like more remote, more in nature, get out the camera, go on a few hikes to get to like nice um, locations or uh, get like the right equipment to shoot animals at night, whatever it is that we want to do. Um, but kind of combine the two hobbies, for example, um, or since we're living in the Netherlands, get the bicycles, throw them in the back of the car, um, drive somewhere and then go for like nice bike ride in an area that we don't know. And a lot of this right now is, I don't want to say blocked, but one component that adds a level of complexity is not owning a car. Uh, When you said throw it in the back of the car, I was like, he got a car. So not yet. Yeah, exactly. Very actively been thought about. Yeah. Um, and we might actually like, yeah, kind of jump the gun on this and just get one uh, soonish. But it's something that, yeah, we've... I, I find this kind of a gamble in a way because mm-hmm. I don't have... Um, existing behavior that i can look at and say hey yeah we will definitely go camping all the time like never done this might completely not be our thing so it's a little bit hard to kind of figure out a way to kind of try this with maybe a low risk without immediately buying equipment for like 3k because we have like the best tent and the best sleeping bags and shit like that um to just do it see if it sticks what we like about it what we don't like about it um there's a little bit this dream to buy something that's like a little bit like a car that's more endure like durable and maybe a little bit like off-roady mm-hmm. although to be fair in western europe there's not that much off-roading that you can do anyway no, um, exactly. and then maybe meet with friends um kind of get two jeeps or something and just um go on camping trips on the weekend together um we're currently planning to celebrate new years with friends and trying to book a house and we in this group for example also have the idea to do something similar in the summer and then get a few like canoes and just go to a lake spend a long weekend there and these are like super cool ideas that i'm super excited about but it's also not really actionable right now and that's a little bit tough yeah Plus, um, and I'm not sure how that's playing out in the long term, but the last few weekends have been like super packed, just trying to meet friends and trying to do social activities. Is this planned though? Like, or is it just that people just started 
uh, coming around and friends started like no it's more like hey i've not been here the whole week um it would be nice to do something with my girlfriend so why not just meet friends for right. coffee for example um but that's working out fine i think right now isn't it yeah that's really cool yeah um but it also means that first time thinking of going away for a weekend suddenly gets a little bit harder because every weekend has like something planned in it it might become difficult though to be honest i can totally see a scenario where this will also not be enjoyable because you're away out of your home for four days out of the week so maybe when you come back all you want to do is chill at home that might also be true um there's also for me still like the topic of like side projects and maybe spending some time on like Sundays just to hack on like some code of my own. Um, that might also change the equation again a little bit when um, the dust has settled a little bit. Mm -hmm. I've eventually bought my own laptop. Like maybe some stuff will change then as well. Uh, so it's hard to predict and it's a little bit playing it by ear. The good thing about this is in a way that for example like um, buying the car the risk is pretty low like we wouldn't never buy a new car or anything and buying a used car essentially means we can sell it with a pretty small loss again because the value is so low to begin with right so that's something that i find quite relaxing in a way like there's a lot of wave or ways for us to just try stuff out see what works what doesn't work and then if we sell the car in a year again we've not actually lost that much um will not be for free as well like cars especially in the netherlands are sadly super expensive yeah especially like the running costs like taxes and insurances but especially because you still. don't really need it 90 percent of the time yeah exactly uh we also did some calculations of just renting cars but okay. if you do that regularly, it also gets pretty expensive. And then we also want a car to drive to Germany to visit family and friends. And then the long distance typically makes it pretty expensive if you would just rent a car. Well, I think, well, now that you mentioned that, I completely forgot about the renting part. So I think perhaps if you would do it just for, or mainly for the sake of this new hobby that you're trying to think of with the bikes and camping, I think you should rent for the first and second time perhaps yeah you can do work. that yeah if it's other reasons like visiting because you you know you can go to germany yeah. all the time and now you can use the car to actually go if that's the main reason then yeah go ahead but yeah, it's a little bit difficult to kind of dissect this. And no, but I mean, it doesn't make sense to say, oh, I'm going to buy a car so we can start camping. And then you hate it. That is true in a way. It um, sucks I at times. Also, so. I can also find a lot of other reasons why I would want to buy a car. So it's not that problem of that I can't find. Course, like a yeah. I said, but I that's why I said if it's, reason for if, it. if it's one of the main reasons, you know, yeah. then. No, that's, that's the whole question, especially since there is a pretty significant cost attached to it it is something that i've been thinking about a lot like whether or not we actually need it or kind of what the motivations are for this but to be fair i think it also slowly falls into like this category of things that i'm just overthinking where i feel i just need to make a decision try it out and yeah worst case is i'll lose let's say 2k because i bought a car that i don't need and have to sell it again yeah um 
but then given the time I've spent thinking about this, I feel like at this point it's probably cheaper, especially if I consider my sanity to just buy the car, figure it out then and not try to make the perfect case for why or why I would not need it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking a little bit. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I also need to start thinking of a new uh, hobby as well. I don't know uh, where to go from there, though. I don't even know where to start. No, me neither. Um, I, oh, actually, I came across quite a few different resources around this, now that I think about it. Um, Hobbies? There is not, yeah, a little bit. Like, there's one that I don't exactly remember what it was. It was a podcast I listened to in the train last week when I drove back that essentially argued that it's really good to do something that um, involves like different, let's call like brain regions than from uh, than what you normally do in your day job. Mm-hmm. So as a programmer, we're like doing typically like pretty much like logical thinking and reasoning and it's like a lot of intellectual stuff. Mm-hmm that our day to day job consists of. So her recommendation was then for a hobby to look for something that, for example, involves a lot of like body movement. So take a dance class, for example, or um, pick up like really weird sports that just require a lot of like coordination um, and physical movement to train like this completely different side of your brain and your body. That's interesting, like climbing. For example. Yeah, for example, and like really have like a disconnect where you have to practice completely different, like especially for programming, like her concrete example was anything that requires um, yeah, um, kind of physical coordination of your body. Where, and this is especially true for like dancing, you have to coordinate like your left foot and your uh, right arm or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like, in university i did a few like street dance classes and like quotation marks yeah uh, and it was so much fun because like i sucked at it so badly <laughs> couldn't do it at all but it was just fascinating to stand there and then the teacher is like and now we do this with our left foot and this with our right arm and, I, and i'm standing there and it's literally going like what is right what is left <laughs> what is my arm yeah. um and it was so much fun and it was completely different to anything else that i have been doing so far and i really like that as a kind of motivation to say hey let's try to find something that you would normally not do and for example for me like the outdoors as an example for this where it's really hard to just be connected and Mm -hmm. spend time behind or try to do anything in there that involves like too much screens and PCs in a way that's totally what I want I want to get out of the scene and if I find a hobby I want it to be outside of it that's why for me kind of the making music is a little bit out of the question for me uh, that could yeah, be something I, else but I I wanted to bring this up as well because I was like hey we also talked about doing music and in both our cases our vision of making music is sitting in front of a PC playing <laughs> exactly. with like electrical uh, sounds yeah exactly and that so. for example like that that's that's a really good example because that would like in this definition not fit this because you're still doing practically the same activity um i'm guessing it could start- be music as well though right because for example coordination with your hands in the piano or yeah, guitar 
if you play a physical piano or if you play like a physical right. guitar, I think that definitely works. I was also um, thinking of getting an acoustic guitar. So with the camping specifically, I'm like, shit, I, I did actually, I did lessons for guitar when I was a, like in my teens. Mm -hmm. When I was a kid, I actually learned to play the guitar and I didn't really had the motivation to practice. So it was just a waste of time and money in a way. Yeah. And now I feel, especially with camping, like yeah, this there's like this um, romanticized image of sitting around the campfire with the guitar, uh, making music. And mm -hmm. part of me is like, oh shit, yeah, I should I should learn the guitar now. Yeah, I wanna I wanna learn it. I've I've tried a couple of years back, and it was pretty fun. Uh, but with everything, I just get frustrated because I want to learn it so quickly and eventually uh, just leave it and this is definitely not something that you can learn quick this is like 15 minutes over a course of months a yeah day. i'll um i will send you a image after the podcast that my girlfriend sent to me which mm -hmm. captures this really well which is essentially a joke about wanting to learn something and then being dissatisfied that you're not immediately perfect at it <laughs> and i think that captures this really well that's perfect that's exactly how i felt yeah and I just slowly yeah, exactly. left it. Also, I yeah, I have to get rid of my guitar uh, because of all my transitions of moving countries. Oh yeah, true. That is pretty hard to so carry through airports all the time. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I just need to get it again. But I'm not sure yet if it's something that I want to pick up uh, as a next hobby. There's something out of out of a PC. Yeah, it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Like you can do multiple things. It doesn't have to be just one. No, of course. But right now I'm trying to figure out that one that is outside of it. You know? But don't you think that that's also putting like too much pressure on it? No, because I'm not putting too much pressure on finding a new hobby anyways. Because right now I don't really have the time to say. Yeah, but isn't now. it then even like more crucial that you find the right one immediately? Why? So, no, it's just a question of whether or not you feel like this. No, 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 like, could I don't. Imagine I was like, oh, I don't have the time to explore that much. So whatever I pick now, it has to be the right one because I can't really afford to then switch hobbies again and try other stuff. No, no, no. I'm telling you in my head right now, I am taking my sweet time with that. And I will take my sweet time and I am not stressing um, over it whatsoever. Just because I know that I have these next two months uh, where is not going to be like these next two months prior to uh, their wedding, it's just not going to be my whole life, more or less, you know? Like like in uh, terms of right. patterns and the things that I'm doing right now is most certainly not going to be the same things I'm going to be doing next year, uh, starting January. So <laughs> everything will change then. And then I can start figuring out, like I told you two episodes ago when I told you, uh, you know, to start being aware of the patterns and starting to see my actual natural routine because the routines that i have right now will most certainly change after uh, after this year and then once i start yeah. seeing those those will last for a long time those will stay consistent for a long time so i will uh i will find it then i'm curious to see how much stuff will then still change no, it, it will just because of jobs as well. It doesn't have to. It's not just exclusive to. 
the union. <laughs> but it's exactly, like, I could also imagine that it will still take quite some time to kind of figure out then good routines for you two as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no, of course. Yeah, because now um, I can't be selfish with my time either. Uh, you know, that's one of the things. So I have to find the right times and I have to also see uh, what moments I can see these hobbies. Maybe these hobbies don't have, do does not have to exclusively be done uh, by myself, you know? So that's just something else I have to figure out. Camping. I love camping. I love camping and I love fishing too. So maybe is something that I can do. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, no, I think I fished once in my life when I was like I eight. I love fishing, man. Adore fishing. Uh, <laughs> yeah we'll see so um yeah we'll have to see what happens if all goes well over time it will build into like this more and more don't want to say extreme but like further and further distances traveling thing where we'll start small staying within like civilization where you have internet and utilities and then we might go somewhere where there are Maybe no warm showers and maybe eventually it will just be in Sweden in the woods where there's like nobody around for 400 kilometers. You'll still we'll have uh, you'll still have your uh, uh, cell data, though. That's where like in the middle of nowhere. I mean, there's still. Oh, for real? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you'll get it. Come on. Uh, you've man. not been to Germany, have you? No, get out of here. You, you serious? Yeah, yeah, dude, it's it's so bad. Dude, the reason why I'm saying this is because I've like, gone fishing in Bolivia. Yeah. Third world country. <laughs> three hours deep inside the uh, jungle, like upriver. And I still had cell data. So, so that, that this is, is one crazy. Of, no, that, that's one of the like really ironic things. I think that a lot of like third world countries have better mobile internet than especially Germany. And that's partially because Germany has invested a lot of money in um, cable internet. Mm. So they, since mobile is not the only way to get internet, it had just not seen the same investment than in other countries or not the same. Like it's not that critical for the infrastructure to have it. And then there are certain regions where you literally you drive over the crest of the hill and on the other side you have no internet again. I and see. I know from friends that have to have a contract with a certain carrier because there's just one they just get net like the network of one in their village and if you live in the next village it's the other carrier so to speak because they both build their towers on like two different sides of the valley so to speak um yeah i think germans are not that happy like if you live in the netherlands you know the netherlands it's amazing compared to what you have in germany really yeah, yeah it, it's really horrible like i have that now with the train sometimes that um you just notice how it's going into like these regions where there's just zero connectivity around you that sucks where you just you leave the netherlands and still like 4g 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 and then suddenly you see the edge logo again on your phone you're like what is edge like <laughs> i haven't seen the edge since like 2012 yeah yeah exactly that's i invite crazy, you to come man. to germany <laughs> that's crazy 
Yeah. No, no. Yeah, I know. It's it's very strange in Germany. It's like you cross the border from the Netherlands, and all of a sudden, your uh, credit card, like they laugh at it. You know. I was actually surprised to see. Well, that especially here? Berlin. I'm not sure in there, but Berlin. Yeah. When I went to Berlin. No. Yeah. Cash everywhere. Like, it is always the, good to have some cash with you here. I with think. the small exception of like small places, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. But yeah, we'll have to see how that goes with the hobbies. I think, um, and especially around kind of the. So for me, I'm really excited about kind of the trying your camping thing, because for me, I hope it's something that I can do with my girlfriend, and we can spend kind of. Let's say higher quality time together because there are less electronic distractions around, and it's mm. a little bit harder to just default to watching Netflix in uh, in bed, so to speak. Right. And I would also really, or I like the idea of doing this together with friends and using it as something where, like, an argument to just meet up randomly throughout Germany, for example, mm-hmm. and just say, "Hey, in four weeks we'll be here. If you want to join, just get a camping spot as well, and we'll just hang out." And hopefully my friends are cool enough to do this once or twice a year. Yeah. Definitely. A little bit of risk factor, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, everybody's always curious about camping. One way or another. You can always make it, especially with friends and stuff, you can always make it a party. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope that we can find a way to, for example, combine this with the canoes. Because I think if I can manage that, then everybody will be on board. Yeah. Pun not intended. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Complete coincidence, to be honest. But yeah. um, sadly, they're not that into kind of cars. So just getting like nice off-road vehicles is, I think, not a selling point for them. No. So I have to find another angle to kind of get them hooked. Yeah, we'll see how it, how all of this goes. I'm pretty uh, curious, but I'm also excited just the next couple of weeks just to see how my brain unfolds to see. <laughs> I just got to get this right first, the uh, work-life balance, and then I can think about hobbies. Yeah, I actually think, and like, or at least for me, it's kind of an aspirational goal that I really try to pursue, but kind of fail horribly at at the moment is to make more space to just not do anything. I literally just block time. I'm on board with that, man. I am so on board with that. I love that. I'm actually doing the same thing now. Yeah, I really think it could unlock quite a lot of like creativity and creative thinking if I were to give myself more kind of opportunity for this. To do nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Try to not listen to a podcast, not have music playing or not just immediately default to pulling up netflix when i'm bored uh, but for example maybe hopefully um using the time in a train for example to say hey there's no internet anyway let's just chill for a few hours and doodle on a block and see what happens in a way um no. because yeah. i think that could be super interesting to see what kind of thoughts and insights and ideas come out of this yeah, I, that's something I've thought about a lot as well, especially from our conversation like a gazillion years ago when I was on the go, go, go all the time 
And I remember we had discussion where you said how important it is for the brain to be bored. And yeah. I was like, what, what does that even mean? I've not been bored since 2004. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Being bored? What are you crazy? What a waste of time. Why would I want to do this? Yeah, exactly. But last week, actually, I was like, I'm going to sit. Um, I think was this a, I think it was a Saturday <clears throat> where I was like, I'm just going to lay down on the couch and just stare at my ceiling for like two hours straight. I got to say that felt absolutely amazing. Felt so good to just be there and just kind of ask myself questions and myself respond to myself. It was really good. It was actually I I definitely would advise anyone to to try that out. Is really I'll try good to make some some time in the train this week. Yeah, seriously, it's really good. So I'm doing that more often, actually. Now I'm appreciating that more often. Before I used to see it as such a waste of time. Not a waste of time, but I'm like, I need to utilize my time really well. And make sure that I'm always doing something productive. Not one of those like freaks that try to just optimize their entire day. No, I was not like that. No. But, uh, but I, um, I always try to do something productive. I would say meaningful, but not, not, you know, it could not be meaningful to me. But I think that that is the big thing that, like, for me, has started to change a little bit. And I suspect it's happening for you too that the definition of what productive is is changing. 100%. And in the past, I was mainly driven by how much code can I produce, for example, while now it's more like, hey, how can I take care of myself and build, like, uh, a long-term like sustainable engine for example and say hey how can i yeah again take care of myself maybe learn a little bit just unplug but then also have like these moments of kind of focused work time yeah what we discussed um yeah two episodes ago with um stuff like pomodoro or something to just really kind of optimize these different areas mm -hmm. and try to find a balance that really works well um, I think that for me has been the biggest shift where the goal is still to be super productive, but there also has been the realization that it does need to have a balance. Like there needs to be a relaxation in there as well to make sure that the engine actually works. No, exactly. And also my perspective and just life work balance has changed completely. Before I used to think I had that, and I think this is a very... I'm not sure, but I'm just going to say it. I think this is a very American mentality to think to as long as you're young, you need to work your mm. butt off um, because it's the time to do it, yeah. right? And, yeah, you don't uh, have any responsibilities yet. Yeah, you, you, it's the time to do it, right? You, yeah. you, know, you, don't, you don't have kids, you know, whatever. Or even if you do, like, it's the time. Later, you can relax. That is such a flawed mentality, I think. I think that I honestly believe that that is a horrible mentality to have where it, it was what we were talking about with the delayed living. It's horrible, yeah. man. It's not good whatsoever. You, that's, at least that's not the life I want to live in anymore. And, but that's how I was thinking before. I was thinking this is the time to do it. I need to start working, work as much as possible, make as much money as possible. So then later I can, uh, well, it's always the goal is to own your own business, right? But then later I can, 
And that's the thing as well. Like, I don't know who uh, put out the idea that owning your own business would just make you relax. Um, oh, that has never been the goal, I think, has it? No, no, it's never been the goal. That's not the main reason why I wanted to. But that's something that kind of I hear that go kind of hand in hand, which is not true uh, anyway. So if that's the reason why anybody would start that, that's such a flawed thing. But anyways, that's the thing. So I've been trying to um, be more aware of what I enjoy now and try to find that work-life balance. And I don't want to be miserable working either, you know, and I don't want also to just give my entire health or mental health to a company right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because what good am I then later if I burn out, for example? What what good am I to myself and like others that, uh, that I'm with? So... I'd rather just keep a nice balance, uh, invest in myself, make myself a priority and um, just do things that I enjoy. Be more content with the things that I have because honestly, it's it's not worth it. It's too short. Life's too short, man. Way too short. Yeah. Way too short. I'm, I'm already 30, you know, Th- turned 30 on uh, on Wednesday. So I'm more, yeah. It seems like it was a blink of an eye from 18. So I don't want to. Oh, that is true, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I don't want to like blink my eyes and be 60 and have just started to enjoy stuff. Yeah. No way. No, no way. That's, that's not true. what I'm doing. Yeah, I think it's a little bit our challenge now to kind of figure these things out. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite excited about it in a way because I think it can only like bottom line is it can only improve the quality of our life yeah. and um especially for me for example knowing that i'm kind of a workaholic i also really look forward for example to kind of deepening the relationship with my girlfriend for example and mm. uh reconnecting with friends a little bit more again and kind of just trying to cover or once i like define a little bit the priorities in life and then realign the, my time with them yeah. i think it will just be a really enjoyable journey in a way and can only work out in a way there's i think there's very little risk that it will fail or that i will be unhappy with what's happening so that's a pretty relaxing thought to be honest it is it is enjoy the little things yeah should we wrap it here yeah and let's next week follow up on the whole what did we do with our hobbies discussion <laughs> let's do that let's do that sounds good this is nice come on yeah yeah it was fun It was great. Talk Talk to you next week. week. Yeah. Bye-bye.